Uh, Craig, you I've been doing a lot of reading, and that's led to a lot of thinking. Uh, yeah. You I can sense anticipation in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody in between, welcome to a special interview episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name's Jake Botel, and I'm super privileged to be joined in the Zoom studio this evening by the one and only recording artist, superstar, Cats mega fan, and all-round ripper bloke, Matthew Craig. Welcome to the Chaps Chat Cats. How we doing, brother? Bro, humbled with that intro, my man. Appreciate you. Humbled uh, to have you on the show, mate. It's um, we've we've you know back and forth on social media for a bit to to try and make it happen, and it's it's finally occurred. Um, yeah, like really excited to have you on. It's it's funny. I was um, I'll be interested to hear your perspective on this side of things. Um. I was thinking today, putting together some notes for the episode, like we started this podcast probably two years ago. Um, and it's mm-hmm. funny sort of, you know, as it's rolled on and you sort of learn who listens and that sort of thing. And it's like when I was watching your, uh, your video that came out a few weeks ago, it just boggled my mind. The people that like cats footy connects, like the three of us mm. country bumpkins and yourself, you know, the recording artists from the city. Um, how mm. on earth did you come across the chaps chat cats podcast? <laughs> um, yeah. Geelong Twitter is a dope place, man. We've seen it this week more than anything, man. I just, I love the community yeah. bro, that's on, uh, on cats Twitter. Like I've been on it for years and then yeah, came across you guys in those circles probably 12 months ago. I reckon it was like the end of last year, maybe came yeah. across you boys and um, yeah, been listening since and we've been talking online and that, yeah, just love what you do. And I, I feel like I'm on at the right time as well with the podcast numbers this week. We're peaking just like the cats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big shout out to, um, I worked it out. We had this like outrageous spike in listenership ahead of the prelim final. And I, I finally worked it out. So big shout out to footy live um by sports mate who who linked our podcast uh on one of their articles they've done the same this week with our prelim uh, with our grand final preview so hopefully beautiful let's yeah go. that's right to the moon um so that's massive it. massive week for you mate obviously as a cats fan um mm-hmm. and as an artist you've got this massive project coming out past the lighter volume one it comes out tomorrow uh, Friday, twenty third of September. What's that all about? I want to start here because I've wanted to pick your brain about your music because, um, yeah, for sure. I've been listening to your stuff obviously for a little while now, and it's it's really super like it's just incredible art, man. And 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 I was keen to hear Thank about you, it. So, yeah, what's the project, and and what can you tell us about it? So, uh, Pass a Light of Volume 1, yeah, it's out tomorrow. It's a, it's a mixtape, seven tracks. Uh, it's an EP, whatever you want to call it. It's a, it's all yeah. an original body of work. It's my boo project. I've been doing music for a long time, but it's uh, it's finally come together as a, as a Casey project. And it, I intentionally picked the release date for tomorrow, probably two and a half months ago, because I looked at the calendar and I thought, gee, the, the cats could be, could be a go here on the Saturday. Why didn't I drop on the Friday? And it could be the best weekend of my life. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and it, I don't know, there's there's some great sort of themes on the songs. Um, the the three tracks, obviously, that I've been able to listen to, Jungle, um, Play for Keeps and Let It Burn. Like, there's some great mm -hmm. stuff, like some great themes you can draw from those songs, uh, you know, even for the cat's journey about the, you know, the building of something special, um, particularly in Let absolutely. It Burn. There's some great lines in that. How like you say you've been you know doing music for a long while? Like when did this start for you? When like myself and Sambo and Johnny, we sort of laughed the other day. We've been doing like audio recordings about sports since we were like probably twelve. Obviously in a more mm. professional capacity now. When did when did this journey start for you? Yeah, man, about the same to be honest. Like I started writing poetry when i was even younger to be honest i started writing poetry when i was like six seven years old and then started rapping when i was about yeah 10 11 i remember i was 11 years old the first time i performed at like a school thing or whatever and um it's just been building slowly through there and i think sort of um you know over the last five six eight years maybe it's been a real focus um i also do a lot of things in the background in the in the music industry i run a studio i run a label i run a media company so my own art's always been a bit to the side um if that makes sense but uh, the lockdown really inspired me to, to put my own art my own creativity back to the forefront focus on that rather than just all the business 24 7 mm. and um and yeah and, and here we are now finally releasing a project um a, a really cohesive body of work uh, humble again by the, the words that you say and, and the thoughts my music is a bit of a reflection and extension of me you know, uh, I talk a lot about, yeah, about growth, about, about community, about hustle, about independence. And yeah, I think those themes are really applicable, not only to, to music and rap, but, but to, to life and, and certainly to football. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, there's absolutely a relatability, um, like in your words and that sort of thing in the music, um, even for someone like me, as I said, as, as uh, the three of us, as, you know, sort of, uh, country hillbilly uh lads <laughs> um you know like it it yeah there's a clear sort of point of connection and like i feel like they're themes that everybody in any walk of life can really like relate to like the the struggle yeah. and, and and the work and the grind and that's it um how does how do you sort of go about like what's the process for you um, we've sort of done a bit of filmmaking and that sort of thing. Like mm. myself and Sam have run a filmmaking business for a little while. Um, Man. and you know, like those ideas for movies that we've made have sort of come about, you know, it just starts as little conversations between the two of us, um, you mm -hmm. know, as brothers and, and you sort of start batting an idea around back and forth. How do you do that? You like, yourself like do you write with other people or or does it come around just you know solo sessions like where, where does this the process start for you on a song on a project yeah it's, it's a bit of both to be honest like i get random ideas all the time um i smoke hella tree and i think that gives me a lot of creative ideas <laughs> and it's the name past the lighter you know what i mean yeah um like yeah it's a lot of creative inspiration at different moments but i also treat it like um it's art, but it's also part sport, if that makes sense. Like I treat it like the gym. Like you've got to have mm -hmm. a good skill set if you want to do this at a at a really credible level. So like I, I train, so to speak, every day. Like I write every day. Even if I'm not feeling it, if it's not if I'm not creatively inspired, I just feel like I can work on my technique. I can work on my craft and get a little bit better every day. 
So I, I say that a lot. I treat it like the gym. So that's one element of it. So I've always, I guess, improving my skill set. And then when it comes to the moment, if I'm going to the studio where I'm working with a producer or I'm set aside some time to be creative, then I can sort of draw upon that skill set, I guess. Uh, so it's a bit of a bit of a combination of the two. But to be honest, like creative ideas, I get them in the middle of the night or in the shower and I've got to like voice record on my phone or type in some notes or some shit like that. Because if you don't capture it in the moment, sometimes when, when the heat is on, it's it's gone forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, totally totally relate to that. And like it's a great point you make. And I think we can all Yeah, we can all definitely learn from that. Like like you're saying, like treating it like a gym. Like I I think when I was a teenager and that and sort of thing and trying to do creative writing and, and film film writing, script writing and that sort of thing. There's sort of these weird like archetypes that happen that we we sort of follow of like the the, the crazy genius you know who it, it just happens for them but the reality is like as you say you've got to show up every day you got to show up every day and and keep crafting the process it's like there's so much muscle memory involved you got to work mm. that writer's muscle to to keep it so that when you 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 hop down at the page or at, as you say on the digital notes or whatever that it can mm. just sort of pour out of you because otherwise yeah, it, yeah. There's, there's a stamina i guess there's a stamina that you have to sort of develop yeah 100 it's, it's if you want to if you want to treat it like a hobby and only do it sometimes i guess that's cool you know what i mean like i i have different hobbies and the only time i do them is when i go to do that activity but if it's something you want to take serious whether you know it's podcasting whether it's football whether it's music it's something you got to work at every day especially as a as an independent creative like you, you're only responsible and accountable to yourself. So it's like, if you want to get good, put in work. Like, and if, if, but if it's a hobby, then cool, just treat it like that. I think it's really important to distinguish between the two as well. Um, but for me, this is something that I love and it's a passion. And it's like, it's like when you see a boxer in the gym, they, they're sparring, they're training every single day. Even on their rest days, they're doing something, they're eating good. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like always putting the right things you know elements around you and people around you to help big you up like to me there's nothing better in life um than you know excelling at whatever your passion is but um, no matter what that looks like yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um it's interesting you know like talking about you know getting those right elements and that sort of thing and you know something i've sort of picked up on i guess about your work and about your sort of the, the process of your work and that sort of thing is is that sort of independent part of your work and obviously you you know you work with other people and that sort of thing but mm. we really relate to that i guess here at the chaps and that in that you know we're sort of doing it off our own bat off our own buck sort yes, of thing. Sir. like what why has that been an important decision for you like why the path of independence for you um there's a few, a few different reasons one is like no one ever believes in you as much as you believe in yourself I think that's really important. So um, I've had, you know, I've been signed to labels and had all that sort of stuff in the past. And to be honest, it's never been an overwhelmingly positive experience to keep it a hundred. So it's like, for me, my art and creativity is so much to do with my identity and who I am. It's like only I can control that narrative. Uh, and that's, that's cool because that's power, but it's also like every music video, every marketing bit, every really, every, all comes out of my own pocket. That's all my own hustle and whatever I got to do to, you know, be able to invest. And you guys know what that's like. So that's, mm. it's like a, a pros and cons sort of thing, but I'm really big on like, yeah, 
um, community and individual like economies and like, um, you know, entrepreneurship, like no matter what it looks like, creative, you know, visions. So I'm like, I talk on that shit in my music. So it's like, I got to be living it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's great. Like, as you say, like it's, it's really inspiring to see people not only talking the talk, but walking the walk like it, that. Mm. That's a massive thing. And, and, and I think it gives other people the confidence to do it as well. Like sort of mm. it wakes other people up to this, to the idea that like they can do it. They don't have to wait for permission yeah. to do whatever it is yeah. that they do, you know? Absolutely. I say that all the time. Like people ask me, it's like, um, no, oh, when can I do this? Or when can I do that? I'm like, you control your own destiny, bro. It's like, I fully believe, did you ever, I say this shit a lot to a lot of people. I think it'd be interesting for the pod. It's like, did you ever read Goosebumps books when you were a kid? Yes. Like the scary, uh, yeah, R.L. Stein and stuff. Did you ever read the ones where you could like choose the page that you go to? It's like choose yeah. your own adventure novel. It's like, yo, if, if you want to turn left, it's page 56. If you want to turn right, it's 87, whatever it is. Yeah, I feel like life is just that, bro. Like you don't need to ask permission. Life is a fully choose your own adventure novel. Like you control your destiny. So it's like me, it's like I love rap. I love hip hop. I love being creative. It's like, cool, so I'm going to run at that 100% because like who who is anyone to tell me no? You know, and I feel yeah. that that's really, especially for like our generation of people now, like that's a, like autonomy and passion and desire is really important to us. And I think we all discovered that, especially during the lockdown. You know, right? yeah. yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy couple of years. It was funny on the, um, on the AFLW broadcast tonight from that they had some sound issues. And so for a while there was no crowd noise and it was just silent except for the commentators. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. I've just been transported like back to again. The, the, the COVID matches. Let's, let's not oh. go back there. It was like graveyard footy. It was horrible um, watching them. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, yeah. I appreciate you uh, pushing, pushing through the, uh, the pain tonight too. You're, you're dealing with illness. I'm dealing with the tail end of illness. So it's, uh, it's yeah. it's a hero's good, effort bro. here from the two of us, mate. <laughs> neither, um, neither of us are Max Holmes, though. So no, that's right. No. Absolutely <laughs> he can do genetic it, can do freak. It. He's he's incredible. Yeah. Um, right. So I'll, I'll, let's let's transition into some footy. So crazy year. That's what the, that's what that's what we're here to talk about. That's absolutely. About. Let's get into the cats, cats footy. You got your jersey on, you got your two thousand and seven hoops jersey on. When when did cats footy start for you? So like for me, if we're gonna just go way back just quickly as a bit of context, like I was born into it. That would like Sam and mm -hmm. myself, born in Geelong, born into a family of Geelong supporters. My my dad's actually a Carlton supporter, but all of my mum's family is Geelong. Yeah. A lot of my dad's family is Geelong. Dad ended yeah. up de facto kind of Geelong. So it, it's just been mm. in the blood. What about for yourself? Where mm. did your journey as a Cats footy fan start? Yeah, man. So yeah, my, my dad's a Geelong supporter. So, um, and I think that that happened when, um, so my dad's like Sri Lankan and when his family came to Australia. I think my grandfather like did business or someone in July. He knew nothing about football, obviously. And you know how just important it is to get by in Australian culture. So like, it was like, you need to find a football team. This is my team. You're supporting them. And it was just one of those sort of things, I think. And yeah. so dad was a Geelong supporter. And, um, and so, yeah, I was just born into it. Mum grew up in, uh, in airport West. So she's an Essendon supporter. Um, and, but me, me and my dad are avid, avid Geelong supporters. So yeah, I was, um, I'm a nineties baby. I was born in the early nineties. So like, I can remember the 95 grand final. I remember crying. Um, yeah. I don't remember it vividly, but I remember crying watching it. 
Um, and so, yeah, I grew up in the era when, like, I never thought I'd see a premiership, bro. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I still, like, I remember sitting on my grandparents' couch uh, as a teenager watching them lose to Sydney in the finals, the Nick Davis game, and then... Oh, bro, that still hurts. It still hurts. That's why missing... we're going to win this weekend. That's right. Davis, <laughs> we're <gonna> exercise <laughs> the demons. Like, it was just like, are we ever going to get there? And then, like, this this floodgate opens this floodgate of success the last 15 years like what a what a time to be a cats fan at the start of this year what did you think did you think it was that did you envisage envisage that they could be this successful again i just i didn't know that we could reinvent ourselves to this extent like Mm. And that's what, like, and all praise, I know there's people on the fence, all praise is going to go to Chris Scott, man, for, like, what he has done and the way he's managed this group and brought a whole new coaching group in. Um, I thought we would be potential top four. I thought we're definitely top eight. I thought we could contend this year, um, but I thought Melbourne were streets ahead of everyone, to be honest, after last year. Um, and even earlier this year, like, when, um, you know, I went to the the first few games I went to were, like, Hawthorne when we lost. I went to St Kilda when we lost, and I was like, oh, <laughs> This is not this is not great, but I could see that. Like I, I'm an avid Chris Scott like watcher. I watch every interview he does and this news press conference. I think he's highly intelligent. So like I like he was talking all about the training load and we're building to the end of the year because he was right. We haven't peaked at the right time for many years, um, mm. and I think yeah, the preparation into where we are now is a credit not only to the playing group but the coaching group, the medical staff. Like I don't think we've been as primed as we have since 2007 i think it's the most prime we've been so. yeah yeah and we, and we picked up a couple of flags along the way but this feels like it's all built specifically for this moment a hundred percent and and like the last decade you know people have sort of said oh you know the cats have left a lot of flags out there you know they didn't get up i sort of think it's an interesting take because a lot of the times i feel like we've been probably the second or third best team like when hawthorne exactly. were up and about they were clearly the number one and we were a number two or three. I, I thought if we had a one in 2020, uh, that would have been a bit of a stolen flag for me. I thought Richmond I agree. was pretty clearly the best. I agree. Yeah. So, I agree. so it's, and, and I think we should have, just... 2016 was, I remember we, um, we bowed out. I thought that yeah. 2016, 17, I thought those were the years that we were going to get one that we probably should have pinched one there. But you're, they're hard to win, bro. Like, I think yeah. people underestimate how hard it is to be the best team. Like, how many hurdles you got to get through to get there? Like, it's – we've been spoiled, bro. Like, mm. <laughs> we've been spoiled. But but we deserve this one. We are for yeah. the dominance – decade of dominance, we deserve this one. We really do. It is- I thought – I thought the script for 2020 was meant to be Gary's last game. You know what I mean? Like, he goes out a premiership player. But, yeah, the script now – Joel Premiership captain has to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it has. That's that's the way the narrative should go. And I mean, like, this feels like such a good matchup against Sydney. Um, I actually like that they've beaten us the last two times. I, I was yeah, worried. I was worried about you? having to play Collingwood <laughs> because I thought, well, we've beaten yeah. them twice this season. It's hard to beat yeah. a side like that three times. Yeah. So I, I'm actually, I'm actually Swans enjoying. Do worry me. Like, yeah, they do worry. They've been at bogey side for a minute, mm. um, but I just think we're primed. I, I think it all comes down to this, and I've said this for the last probably ten weeks: is that if Geelong play our best football, we can't be beaten. 
And so yeah. it's a matter of if we can execute. I think our best is the best in the comp. And I think everyone would agree with that. Hundred, Yeah, no, 100%. I, th- I think, yeah, we, we've sort of said similar things of like, you know, the, the team that can beat Geelong if Geelong's at its best is Geelong by not playing its best. If the Cats get exactly. out... Exactly, that's it. So, that's it. yeah, and... and... I think too something I've loved about this season is you know there's uh, speaking of music and that sort of thing like the line in the Geelong song that sticks with the, me the most is we play the game as it should be played like to me there's this real standard for me of of how the cats should play you know the, I there's, think we should be there's playing been no with... there's been no better team to watch over the last yeah. fifteen years like when we're yeah. at our peak like and I think anyone who's a general football fan I've got um good friend of mine he's Terry, who runs the Blue Abroad, he's a massive Carlton fan channel guy. Yeah, we're, we're, he's a boy from the area as well. And um, he's always said that to me. He's just like, I love watching Geelong play, bro. He's like, when you guys are at your best, there's no one better to watch. And I think, to be honest, what I saw last week, I was lucky enough to be there. It was just fluid. It was just gorgeous to watch. Like it was like it was like you're watching an art exhibition at work. Just people, professionals doing their thing at the highest quality level. And I just got to sit back and just applaud every goal. It was unreal. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad you made that point. I was, I was going to ask you the question, but you you, you have got there um, organically. Like that crossover, like I'm someone who's got a foot in both camps, the art world and the sport world. Yeah. And like they're the same thing. Like they're the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, you're right. Like, the only thing I art. like about – Yeah. The only thing I like about sport more is that it's a definitive winner and loser. There's a yeah. lot of other, a lot of other shit in the music and art world that plays a part that necessarily should, shouldn't. But yeah, I agreed with the sentiment. It's like if you do the craft the best, you should be the most successful. But. Yeah, 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 and and they both have those sort of transcendent moments that like just mm. I don't know they tap into some whole other part of of our experience as humans. Like you just see this magic happen mm. in, in art and in sport and. Man, that must have been a good atmosphere to go and watch a game in. Like the cats just sort of strut their stuff last week. It, it must have been. Yeah, a I was there with my. Um, I was there with my niece, who's who's seventeen years old, and um, she got drawn out in the ballot. She's going this week to her first round final, so I'm excited for that. Shout out Gypsy, my niece. Um, yeah, so I was there with her, and halfway through the third quarter, I just turned to her. I said. You know, bud, just sit back and enjoy this because this is going to be the best moment. Like, we're into a grand final. Just enjoy this now. Like, there's no stress. Because mm-hmm. we get, like all cat sporters, we get nervous. We can talk about <laughs> tension on the way to the game or whatever. How you feeling? Butterflies in the stomach and that. But I was just like, sit back, relax, enjoy this. This is going to be the best football you've ever watched. And she loved yeah. it. So yeah. it, was, it was special to watch. That's awesome. And there's no better feeling than watching your team when, when you know the game's away. Like, I, I hope that that's... Yep. I actually hope we get that moment in the grand final. I don't mind when it comes, but as long as we get a little bit of play where it's like we've we've got this. There's no now. better feeling, bro. The the last fifteen minutes of the twenty eleven grand final, I was there. I still remember like there was this feeling in my in my soul in those fifteen minutes and with a hundred thousand people or what, fifty thousand of them Geelong supporters. Mm-hmm. And we're just looking and we're hugging each other, just random people. It's like, we've done it. We've climbed the mountain. Like this is, I was also there in 2009, um, which wasn't like that because we didn't know until <laughs> after the siren, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've been to three grand finals. I went to 08 was the first. I missed out in 07. I went in 08 and that was the most heartbreaking in my life. And then, yeah, the redemption story was, mm. was unreal. But you're, you're right. Sitting there knowing that you've won 
especially in like a, a grand final or, or a prelim final. It's just this special buzz. Yeah, you're hugging strangers. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Look, I'm conscious of uh, not wearing your voice out here. We're coming up on, on half an hour. So I'll just finish with a couple of quick questions. Who is your pick for Norm Smith? Who, who wins the award on the day? I've got Tyson Stengel. I think he's going to pop up for three. Nice. Oh, man, that t- speaking of redemption arcs and that sort of thing, and, and yep. like, what a story he's been. Yeah, that's that's what I, what I think. Cause I, think um, I think Jeremy and, and Tom will get a lot of attention, and I think Tyson may be the one that uh, is able to break away. And you're right, that story, that narrative, is just there perfectly. And Because um, I think he's that good as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He, he, I think he's easily like the best small forward the cats have had. Best sort of creative small forward since what? I don't know. Yeah. Stevie J. It's it's been a while, Stevie you know. Man. And yeah, it's it's a fair it's a fair argument. Yeah, I think we get the best two small forwards in the comp this week. I think we get um, Tyson Stengel and Tom Papley. I think are easily the two best small forwards in the comp. So that's going to be exciting to watch on both of their teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm as long as, as, long as Papley doesn't as long as Papley doesn't do too much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm interested to see who goes to him. Um, I'm really interested to see who 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 takes care of Papley and and yeah, just how the schematics all work out. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Would love, love, love to have you back on. Um, when the other lads, when the other chaps, are back Let's in the studio. It. Maybe we'll link up over the off season. We'll do a bit of a longer form one. Where we can just uh, shoot the shit for you, an I'll, hour or something. I'll, I'll, I'll come up country with you boys. We'll do it in person. We'll have a few beers and we'll, we'll talk cats, bro, because I can do that all day. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, thanks so much, uh, Matthew Craig. Up, um, make sure you go out. Go to pastthelighter.com. Past the Lighter Volume 1 is out tomorrow, Friday the 23rd of... September, the Cats Grand Final is on the way. Going to play you out with a little bit of Jungle by Matthew Craig, which will definitely put you in the mood for finals footy. My name's Jake. This is the Chap Chat Cats. Go Cats! Go to Cats. You can smell the desperation on the clout chaser. I can tell when you ain't lived the shit you've been saying. Wicked to your mates, that it's bitter to the taste Prone to cut stone, but I ain't no Freemason Plenty of ties, just like a puppeteer It's the M80 way, you cats never come up in here Free to 3K, we've been on lockdown And still it's free to homies in the compound It ain't the different when you tip a deer. We just count the Nellies, not the Benjis when we get to eating Still got the memories when we started beefing I'm an elephant, and that respect, so don't expect I think we're even I see the numbers, Hear the laughter, watch you hit the charts and also know that you don't own your masters. Form is temporary, class is permanent. Flexing that advance, boy, I bet they got you earning it. We in the jungle. About time I feel the hunger. I do this for my youngins. Shared a bedroom with my baby bro, who's 17 Now haters trying to claim we came from money, fuck you mean I watch my family work and hustle, strive, inspire me Jump on a boat and hope a better lands up overseas 
Woke up my life a dream And my soliloquy Ink on my skin so I can go fulfill their prophecy You words me shit to me I'm making history Peep the timeline who's still around in five I guess we'll see You stick poke try Swap it like a barcode New to hand to hand They face be looking like Picasso Brody did the ring around Location was his mom's home Dash but I'll be back And I'm returning with a carload We laid the ground for y'all to wanna be Northside So ask around you're finna wanna be courtside it Ain't about revenge It's lessons for the youth I might be 29 but I done seen the world through your eyes Seen the world on both sides Seen the world through mob ties Jesus walked the plank and ain't been wanting that for your lies Be discreet and don't rhyme Leave the streets for cosigns Quickly leave the beef like all the vegans do the bovine We in the jungle About time I feel the hunger I do this for my youngins Jungle.